Well, good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. Hope everybody out there is having a fantastic one so far. Morning, howdy. Morning, sir. How are you? Fantastic yourself. Oh, great, man. I've had a great weekend so far, and uh, I'm excited for today because we all know what today is. You know it. It is race day, everybody. We're looking forward to this one. It should be an absolute blast here today. Howdy. I'm looking forward to it. I know. I guess there's people already out there. Am I correct? Yes, I've already seen uh, people camping up out front of the gates, and uh, I want to say there's going to be a lot of people out there today. Uh, I I would agree with that, and you know, it's such a uh, beloved deal here in Indianapolis that they are, (laughs) I I was thinking about it, Chuck, I was thinking about it, (laughs) but they are ready, he said back home again in Indiana, (laughs) give yourself a little little boost there how about that you're you're reading perfect on the the deal here so we should be good to go here so we got the indianapolis 500 today nascar's biggest race according to cnn (laughs) that blew my mind yeah that was that was pretty bad yeah so cnn comes out with a uh, deal today it says uh nascar is going to run today's indianapolis 500 it's like no no they're not (laughs) that's indycar So, hey, real quick, if you're okay with it, I figured I wrote a little something here, and it's it's on the bwsports1.com, but uh, I'd like to read it here to everybody. It's kind of my little uh, heartfelt message to everybody involved in 500. Well, read it all for us, Tommy boy. So, to all the men and women involved in this year's Indianapolis 500. I am truly heartbroken that we will not be in attendance at this year's Indianapolis 500. With that said, let me say that I do know that you are as well. I know it was, an easy, was not an easy decision to have to make on your end, and although people are upset, they will eventually come around as well. We all have our ways of dealing with grieving. Now, we haven't lost a loved one. The race will still run for the fans to witness on television. But to some, this is an opportunity to see those we don't often get to visit with. To some, this year may not be as fortunate as others, and they may have witnessed their last race in person in 2019. It is these thoughts that make it hard to come to grips with the decision made to keep us behind the gates this year. Let me first extend my hand to all you yellow shirts out there. I will miss your smiling faces and overall radiant personalities today. Nothing screams Hoosier hospitality like you all. I know every single one of you men and women out there are true fans of the sport and, more importantly, this track. I know some of you are still out there working. It has to be awkward not having us, let's be honest, sometimes intoxicated fans helping us out around this beautiful facility. Next, I will talk to all the IndyCar drivers and officials. Turn one will look a little bit different today. The crowd won't roar over the scream of the cars on the last lap, but please don't forget we are screaming for you. We are cheering you on even louder than ever today, even though you have to channel your imagination to hear it. To the rookies in the field, you don't know what the sound of the fans can generate in a place like this, and I hope you're ready for a whole new experience when you come back, or when we come back, I'm sorry. Also, take this advantage maybe not to experience the overall jitters, of your first Indianapolis 500. 
to the younger guys that have been here a time or two, I know it feels a little bit different. It's the same track, and it's the same race, just not visual. Like you have all grown up in a digital world, we are behind screens wanting you to take your first Indianapolis 500. To the veterans, all I can say is wow. To you, this race has to be abnormal today. But just know we feel the same way. Channel that inner Lionheart attitude that you all had while racing with Weldon and make this race he is going to be a proud to look down on. And lastly, officials. You are the group that is usually not seen and not spoke of. But this is your race too. This is a race that you have to be perfect. And just like others, this is the world stage. We feel like we, we feel for you and hope you, you stay safe today and know we have your back as well. To Doug Bowles, I can't imagine living in your shoes. What you have done for the track and the city as well goes beyond words. You are the backbone of our beloved race and the foundation of this track. You have made so many improvements with what you were given before, and now the whole world is watching with anticipation on what you will do with the captain behind you. We know that you, sorry, we know you are a man for the fans and with the fans. We thank you so much for Proposition 001 that will keep our streaks in contact here. And finally, to the captain, Roger Penske, thank you. Thank you for being a continued supporter of the city I have lived in and I grew up in my entire life. The news of you taking over the favorite sport and its beloved assets was some of the best news we could have ever imagined. We know this decision was probably one of the hardest decisions you have ever had to make, and we stand behind you. We will work to make next year worth your investment in this track and our city. I vow personally to be there anytime I can to show you that we are with you and that we understand. I will sit today behind the TV and watch this race for the first time. I can't sit upset knowing that this race has been canceled before due to wars, and yet we're still able to watch it today. I can guarantee you those young men and women that were ready to fight and go back, when they got back, they were ready for a great race. I hope I am fortunate enough to make it to next May, and if so, I know I'll be up in the Southwest Vista, baby, Section 18, row QQ, seat 7, cheering on the best damn sport and the best damn athletes in the world. That's from Checkers and Wreckers right there, guys. That came from my heart. That was... uh. Kind of a hard one to read, you know. It's uh, it is. It's it's a little weird, not being, uh, not not being there. You know, it, it's kind of. I don't want to say emotional, but I mean, it is emotional though. <laughs> Twenty five years, you know. It, it it just. I mean, like Chris just said, that hits the feels. It it really does. I mean, because I know my love for that race and IMS, and I know your love for it, and. It, it is emotional not to be there today, but uh, going along with what you said, I mean, Doug Bowles, man, that that's hands down the best president that's been in IndyCar so far, in my opinion. What he does for the sport and the fans and everything else is just incredible. I, You know, I salute and applaud Doug Bowles, uh, Roger Penske. Like you said, it, it was a hard decision for him to make, but it, at the end of the day, it was the right and best decision for him to make. Right. You know, we're, we're going to bounce back from this, and hopefully we'll be back out there in 2021 in the Northeast <laughs> Vista. 
Jason, I did. I got a little help from Carl there. I, I did get a little help from Carl. <laughs> but yeah, absolutely. So yeah, you're north. What'd you say, north? Who? Where, where do you are? You well, you kind of venture around. You'll you'll get we're usually either turn three or turn four <laughs> right in that area. Yep, I'm like, Southwest Vista every year yep. since since 1995. Chuck so. <laughs> Mob said he's in the Northeast Vista. Yep. So it, it is. It's uh, and I know, like I said, a lot of people can can get upset about what's going on today. A lot of people, you know, aren't happy about it. But at the end of the day, you know, this race has been canceled before, and and we're still able to watch it. So we do have to be kind of thankful for for something. And it's it's time to talk about it now. I know it's 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 gonna seem weird being able to sit at home and watch the Indy 500 live for the first time in my life. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, like I, I said last week, are we going to get the replay here at night? Because I always do the replay. Right. <laughs> yeah. You go to the race all day, and you because you know even though you're at the race, there's a lot of things that you don't see sitting in your seats. I mean, because you can't see the whole track. Right. So you always look forward to coming home after a long day, and you're kind of wore out, and maybe a little buzz still, and you know comes on later on, click it on, sit there and watch it. Right. Absolutely there. So it'll it'll be uh uh interesting to watch. But these guys are ready. They've had plenty of practice here. Let's uh let's run down this week here as we see Marco nail that uh that pole. Did you see who's leading the field to the, the green flag today? Uh who is it? So this is one of the coolest things I think. So you got Marco or sorry, uh, uh Mario driving the two seater and in the back seat. Michael, so you have three generations of Andretti's that will be up front of this year's Indy 500. I think that's that, cool. That's pretty awesome. I, I think that is cool. Whether you're an Andretti fan or not, just the the Andretti name being out at that speedway, you you, you have to you know recognize and, and and give them props. I mean, between Mario and Michael, they've probably led more laps at that track than anybody, and one win for Mario, and that's it. You could argue too. You could argue too. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, he's got one trophy. He still uh he still wears that eight, was it 81, 1981 when he had the uh um uh incident with um oh that was before my time. I'm thinking of his name right now. I can picture his face. I want to say Rutherford, but it wasn't, was it? Uh it might have been. That went out there. So he goes out, he passes like eight or nine cars under the caution. And then Mario comes out past like three or four under the caution. And they originally gave, I believe it was Rutherford actually, originally gave him 85 was the spin and win. Yeah, that's the spin to win, Daniel. Yep. So That was a great race though too. I mean, you you got Sullivan in front of, uh, was it Mario and Michael or just Mario? I can't remember. But, you know, when Sullivan does that big spin, they get by him. And I think it was on the last lap that Sullivan actually come by and passed them and won. That was the, like, those cars had wings that were, I mean, the size of the Hulk's arm. When, <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the wings on those things were just absolutely incredible. So, I mean, we got a lot of, of you know, what ifs today because we, 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 we talked about it on that Thursday special with the boys over at Black and White Sports is a lot of these kind of jitters. I mean, yes, it's the Indianapolis 500. Yes, it's the biggest race still. But 
you don't have fans out there crowding your car right at the uh, the get go. So that could really, I think, make a difference. I think that takes a lot of the pressure off. Uh, you know, I think it takes some of the. I wouldn't say take some of the butterflies out because you're still going to have those, especially if it's a you're a rookie and it's your first time in the Indy 500. But <coughs> with the, the wild and crazy fans out there yelling and screaming and everything <laughs> like that, it, it kind of makes the day a little more laxed. Yep. And that's I but, was watching rewatching the '96 uh, 500 because that was my favorite. There, '95 was my first. '96 is when I like I, I fell in love in '95. I didn't realize what I was going to in '95. In '96, I had some idea what I was going to, and I was ready for it. And one of the most interesting races you could really rewatch there, as it was a cold, wet day. I think I was out in my uh, uh, winter jacket, honestly, in that day as a little kid, and. Uh, um, Buddy Lazier, I'm rooting for him, and he goes and takes that. But, uh, I mean, just phenomenal racing, just so many memories here uh, uh, with the 500. But, uh, like I said, I, I was just re-watching that, man, and it's just so cool to see just all these memories that you have back in the days. And, and you know, you're, you're going to be making more here. Oh, yeah. And real fast, while he's on here, our buddy Timmy Trowbridge says, race day, guys. Yes, good luck. good luck. AJ Foyt Racing, I hope you guys, hey, I'd love to see uh, one of you guys get in the winner's circle. Just, you know, have a good, safe run and have a fun day. Today, TK, man. man, I mean, you look down that line, don't ever count TK Never. out in this race. Never. <laughs> Never. Never. If, if TK wins on Fuel Strategy, Timmy, I'm going to run up to Zinesville and I will kiss you square on the head there because – my goodness. <laughs> you just heard that live. <laughs> I'll film it. I'll film it. <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely. Everybody give a shout-out to uh, Mr. Trowbridge there. Like he said, he'll be hopping over that wall today for uh, A.J. Foyt and the Canon team. So, good luck to yep. him. And we, we hope to. And, uh, give another shout-out to a uh, buddy of ours, Mike Ford, who is the spotter for Simon Pagano. Very nice. He's out there. So he's he's looking to get his second Indy 500 win. Timmy's looking to get his first. Mikey's looking to get his second. So good luck to both of you guys. So let's look down the the field today. Let's look at uh, let's first we'll look at not a not a rookie to this race, not a veteran. He's a very veteran driver when it comes to that. But uh, let's let's look at the the phenom here at first and uh, Fernando Alonso. Do you think he can put together a race like we saw his first race? With the Andretti. I, I think he's going to have a good run today. Uh, you know, coming up to the Indy 500, that uh, McLaren Aero SP team has, has put together some strong runs, and they've, they've looked, you know, very competitive. So, and going by Carb Day, the Chevys practiced really good on Carb Day. The Chevys look better on race setup than they did qualifying setup. Right. So, I think you're going to see some Chevys really charging up through the field. And another thing that's going to help Fernando is where he's starting out in the back, you also got TK back there. You got Alio back there. You got Will Power back there. You got a lot of heavy hitters starting in the back of the field. So if they can work together and march up through the field, I can see Fernando having a good run today. Absolutely. No, I, and I see what you're saying there. That's a good point there. I mean, just follow the leader there. Just follow these guys. They know what they're doing. They know how to do it. And uh, you just got to stay clean. But what I'm hearing today from these guys and uh, pretty much everybody, because I have watched 
every single minute of NBC Sports Gold on what they got for the 500 this year. And uh, pit straps, pit stops, pit stops, pit stops. Tim, keep this in mind. I'm sure you know, but you're probably the most uh, pressured person outside of the driver today is those guys behind the wall making these pit stops because if we get some green flag stops today, which you, you think we will, you, you'd assume we will, uh, it's a beautiful day here for racing, and uh, uh, these pit stops are really going to make or break some guys here today. Oh, I have to agree with you. You know, it's, it's all about getting on pit road and getting off pit road. I mean, people don't realize if if you you slow down too much coming into pit road, you're going to lose a couple tenths there, and then it's just going to slow the whole stop up. And if you're trying to get out there and get track position, you have to make a clean, crisp pit stop every time. Hit your marks. You hope for no... Uh, um, gun failures for the wheel nuts uh you hope that no gas nozzle failures or anything i mean you can't have any hiccups it's got to be clean and smooth yeah you guys are gonna say that gas failure you know rossi is always kind of nervous when it comes to filling up here so let's go to talking to rossi let's hop over to the andretti team and or, sorry I'm, I'm hopping in front of myself let's talk about the other two drivers in uh mclaren here when we got pat award and Oliver, Pat Ward hitting the top of the charts on carb day by a good amount. He was in the 225, everybody else in that 224. So yeah, I got faith in a top 10 by Pato today. I'm just wondering, though, on that 225 on Friday, if they didn't have the car full race set up. I, I don't know if they were out there trying to mess with some people's heads. <laughs> right. Out just a little bit to get that added extra little bit. Or if, if that was in full race trim and he went out there and did that, that's a stud right there. Absolutely. So let's let's talk about these two drivers because two drivers I really look to have a good day today, honestly, in, in Askew and uh, Award. I think their, their teammate in Alonzo is kind of more the wild card in this team finishing solid than those two uh, when you look at it. But the reason I say – so Pato, I guess – you, you look at that, Fernando's going to be cool, calm, and collective. Pato's 19 years old. Pato's got the balls of a, a bull rider uh, going into the running of the bulls. Uh, I mean, he has got some big old things that you need here at Indianapolis. Like we all thought Ferrucci did last year. I think Pato puts him to shame, in all honesty. So I think Pato's going to try to make some risky moves here today, and that could really pay off for him. Oliver, on yeah, the I, other hand, is going to hold back, be reserved, and try to do that uh, kind of that Penske approach I could see. It's just, hey, you just need to make these small gains, small gains, small gains, and go. But what Oliver has going for him as well, he you know, he's won there in the Indy Lights. Yep. So exactly. He, he has experience there, and he has <laughs> won on that track. So I, I really think Pato and Oliver both shine today. I, I think that whole Arrow-McLaren SP team, I'm not going to say all three of them be top 10, but I think at least one of them is going to have a top 10, if not a top five. And the other two are going to be, you know, top 15, I would say. But I think they have a legit shot. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see it fire off, man. Absolutely. So let's let's move on. Yeah, I was gonna say Andretti, but your your dad over here, he said he's picking Sato. So let's go into that uh, Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan team. He's another guy you can't count out. Man. Never. Takuma runs 
good at Indy. I, I don't know what it is about him and that track. He's already got a win there. Yep. And, and what was it? Uh, I believe it was last year. He, he got third. A lap <laughs> and got third. Exactly. So, I mean, that, he, he's got he's got good juju out there. And, and look at the one so. he almost won when Dario. He goes down to Dario. If he's calm and waits to the backstretch, that race is his. He just made yeah. a uh, a bad mistake in that that last lap, and uh, it caught him. So I, I could definitely see uh, Takuma having a fantastic day today. But let's look down at his teammate, who was really fast throughout, like qualifications, really felt good about it going forward. But then come carb day, not too happy with his car in Graham Ray Hall. Yeah, he he was uh, actually uh, through qualifications, he was struggling with that car a little bit because there was a couple times where. Dance with the hands. <laughs> yeah, he was dancing with the hands. But uh I mean, there again, Graham Graham's a smart driver. Graham's Graham's one of those drivers that I don't think he's gonna put it out there and, and make a risky pass. He's gonna sit there and sit on you and wait till you make a mistake. Or if he has an opening, he's gonna take it. But I, I think Graham has the potential, maybe not to win the race today, but definitely get a good finish. Absolutely. And then you gotta look at uh their other teammates, they added a third car for the Indy 500, Spencer Piggott. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So look at that. And I don't know how impressed I am with it. I think that was kind of almost a, uh, uh, kind of a shot like, hey, let's get some uh, input here. He's he's had a good ride with Carpenter before. Um, he, he understands how to set up a car here. So let's get his help here and see if we can't help our other two. That's kind of the way I look at him. Uh, I, I agree on that but uh i mean he he's a solid driver and an, again just one of those drivers that's not gonna throw it under you and and really be aggressive with it he's gonna just try to wait it out and, and ride out the storm so uh i i could see him do him having you you look at that he could definitely finish top 10 i agree i agree with you so uh it, it will be interesting to see ray hall because you, you remember last year ray hall Got into that late incident there with Bourdais, and he was charging was, through the field. He, and he was that charging was right. through the—he's charging through the field there. So uh, not happy, very visibly upset there with uh, Bourdais afterwards. That's where Ferrucci ended up getting the the bill for the grass. Yes. <laughs> so um, uh, let's. So we move on from there. Let's hop over to Andretti because you know Daniel, he's a huge Andretti fan over here. I figured he'd be rooting for Marco, and he's seeing Inge. I, I know. It's blowing my mind over here. <laughs> your one time to shine, Daniel. Exactly. He's picking Inge. You're going against your guy. <laughs> hey, so no, let's start off. Bingo, bango, bongo right here with Marco and the pole sitter looking Polo. fast throughout a good amount of qualifying Good amount of practice, whether it was the qualifying set, whether it was his race setup, he looked pretty quick. They go and change stuff on carb day to see how he's going to work through the field. He Didn't look good. <laughs> Did he not look good. So I guess when you, you practice and you're, you're used to being at the top and all of a sudden you go out there and you try to run 25th, you got some problems. So hopefully... I mean, I, I don't want to see him just get ran over today, but uh, I, I don't see Michael – or sorry, Marco. I don't see Michael winning, but I don't see Marco uh, getting anything but maybe – I'm going to say the highest Marco gets today is sixth. 
if that, because I'm really thinking we're going to hear those famous words. And Andretti, Andretti is, is slowing, slowing now. now. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we knew exactly. That wasn't scripted. <laughs> That's good stuff. So we look down. We see... Let's let's talk about Hinch. Let's talk about the guy Daniel's talking about right here, Brad, the the fellow Canadian, uh, really wanting to uh, see old Hinchcliffe get in here. He's fast. He knows this track, and he's got the car this year. He just has horrible luck out there, though. Mm-hmm. Luck is not on Hinch's side at IMS. I don't know why. And he, like you said, though, he's had the speed. He's got the car underneath him. I I don't see him winning. I think he can pull in for a top 10, and that's about the best he's going to get today. I could be wrong. We're not trying to jinx anybody, but I, I just don't <laughs> see him winning. So let's go down the line to the younger teammate here, and let's look at Herta. And he's got his dad's help here, uh, big help here at the track. I, I know you haven't raced in this car. It's a lot different than what you did. But this track, I mean, he knows those four turns, Brian Herta does. So, you know he's been sitting down with Colton, really getting him, uh, you know, focused on this race. And this is a race where I could see maybe Colton having some good luck without the fans being there. He's one of these guys I could see kind of benefiting from that. Yeah, yeah, I have to agree. And then isn't Colton's dad, Brian, isn't that uh, Marco's crew chief? I believe he he does something there. I don't know if he's uh, just on the chief, but I, I think he's actually uh, calling the shots for uh, Marco. I believe Marco is going to be on the pit box today. Really? That is what I heard. I don't know if it was just in practice that he was there, but um, like I said, I think Mario may be on the pit box for uh, for Marco today. Okay. So okay. that would be very very interesting. And uh, so we we go down the line there, and we look at we got two f- former winners now. We yep. got Ryan Hunter Ray. We got Alexander Rossi. Who do you want to discuss first? Let's let's Hunter Ray. Let's go with Hunter Ray first. I think he's gonna have a good day today. I think he's got a solid car. Uh, he's focused. He's had some bad bad races this season. Andretti's are on it, and this is where I could see the uh, personality like Ryan hunter Ray in that mentality, that kind of laid back. He's a veteran of this. He knows the race. He knows how to run it. He's won it before. He's been in big wrecks before here. He's been he's, he's seen the whole spectrum. So I, I see that kind of working out for him today. Fair enough. But, you know, and, and I'm not going to say this show. We'll wait until that's Rossi, and then I'll touch on this. But uh, so moving on to Alexander Rossi. That that's I'm gonna say that's the best shot Andretti has, because we've seen it year after year since Rossi won his rookie year, and then every year since then he's been a contender. Rossi's always up for up in the front. He's always battling. He he has IMS down. He's not scared of that track, and I Rossi Rossi could win today. Absolutely, and and that's the he's that. He's hungry, and what he has said, it it makes so much sense because Rossi, if you know his background, he was a Formula One driver when he got this this opportunity. He was still signed by a Formula One team when he got the opportunity to run with Andretti. They signed him to uh, a few races just to say, hey, come in. He he had the opportunity in his contract to say, hey, if I get called up, I'm leaving IndyCar. I'm out. 
And uh, so he comes over here. He gives this race a try. He wins it. Puts him on the map. But he wasn't an IndyCar fan before. He didn't grow up really an IndyCar fan. He, he saw a few races, things like that. But he didn't understand just the magnitude of winning the Indianapolis 500. So, you know, I, I think he said it was like a week after it finally hit him. It's like, man, this is huge. I want to do this again now that I know what it means, man. Because you just saw his face when he pulled it into victory lane. And he, he just was kind of lifeless. I mean, to, to see, what was it, the two years after when Power takes it. And he's over there, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you just, yeah. you see those guys. Takuma Sato, I mean, you, you see the, just the, the, uh, it, it looked like Buddy Lazier when he won in 96, when Rossi won. But Buddy Lazier was, had, he had a, a broken back. He couldn't pull himself out of the car. And Rossi just kind of sat there like he had a broken back. And he couldn't pull himself out of the car. He just didn't realize what he just won. And now he's so hungry because he knows what it's about. And that's where, yeah. I I mean, you know what? I'm a, I, I like Rossi. I think he's a solid driver. And I, I, I agree with you. I think... That's where I think Ryan Hunter Ray and Rossi Herda, they got a good chance to take three of the top five spots here today, Free Andretti. Yeah. Now, what I was going to say before we got talking about Rossi, the only thing that I'm going to say negative about the Andretti team is they've had some bad luck surrounding that whole team this year. Oh, yeah. You know, between engine malfunctions, uh, I mean, just little stupid stuff, you know, bugs, you know, haunting them race after race after race so my thing is are they done with that and are they gonna you know get past that for the indy 500 or is it gonna come back to haunt them again today we don't know so i i wouldn't put all my hope on an andretti car right now no and you are exactly right there so let's move down the line and we'll talk about the captain's team here old penske and it doesn't matter where they start in the field it does not matter that at all, as they are always going to be a force to be reckoned with here on race day. Right, Daniel. Gremlins. Gremlins. <laughs> yes. Uh, Penske, you never can count out Team Penske. You have Simon Pagano coming off the double win last year. Did yep. he? he won the Grand Prix and then won the Indy 500 the year before. Will Power did the same thing. Was that, that was the year before, wasn't it? Yeah. Because okay. then Sato Rossi. Yes. And then uh, you, you you still have Alio on that team, and you still got a hungry Joseph Newgarden, a two-time champion, but he hasn't won the Indy 500, and he wants it bad. And that's what we were talking about Thursday. We've talked about it already here today. That the fans not in the stands, I think, benefits Joseph Newgarden today. I think he's going to have a solid run today, and I think you're going to see him up front competing for the win. He wants it. He wants it bad. And you know who wants it just as bad as him? Every other driver in the field. No, Cindric. <laughs> Cindric oh, yeah. wants that yeah. again bad because I think he won it with power. But I mean, he 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 knows what it's about. He knows that he can look down the line and and tip his hat to Roger and say, "Hey, I got you again this year." So uh, yeah, I think he is just about as hungry as those drivers when you look down the field and. Uh, if we look at Penske's drivers overall, I would say the best chance to win this today would probably be 
I, I, you know, I, this is going to sound crazy. I'm going to say between the two drivers, either Simon or Elio. See, and I was going to say either <laughs> Bauer or Newgarden. I, I was going to say Simon or Joseph. I, I think that's the two strongest shots. Elio really hasn't impressed me so far this month. But he is a, what, three-time winner out there, so you can't count him out. And, and he – go ahead. But it is a contract year for him, you know, after this year. Exactly. He, he doesn't have a ride. You know, Pinsky hasn't said whether or not he's going to re-sign him. I don't think he is. No. No, I can't so imagine. He's going to go out there and try to perform and secure a ride for next year because he has said that he wouldn't mind coming back around a full season. Right. So, so we'll see what happens. Exactly. And, and nothing means more than this track to Elio. For him to be up in that, that uh, huge names of the four-time winners would just be so much to him. And that's where you look at him. He he's I could see him making a move now with this arrow screen. And now Elio, he went from 40 and a little timid to 40 and feeling like 19 again. <laughs> yeah, he, he's been re-energized. I mean, I wouldn't say he's the Elio of old because, you know, young young Elio, he, he would hang it out there. And he was, he was kind of a wild man. Oh, yeah. Now, now he's a little more methodical and he's kind of a, a, a sit back and wait kind of driver now. But. I just don't know. I, I I don't know. I don't see what I don't see Alio winning it again today. <laughs> so uh no, I would agree with you there. Uh I, I don't know if he'll he'll win, but uh I do see him having a solid day here today. I think that gives Penske their best chance. Cause you know that Elio, he's gonna be that car on Penske that they're gonna try to hey, we're gonna try a fuel strategy with you knowing you might not have the speed. I was just getting ready to say that. Right. So you could see him winning on something like that. We talked fuel strategy. I said it earlier. Let's go down to Timmy's team here in Foyt and look at that. I think, obviously, you look at the three cars that they have. You look at Tony Kanaan. You say he's the best chance at it. But you Charlie look down at Exactly. You don't cut out Charlie Kimball here. He has right. had some fantastic finishes. And I think A.J. Foyt can put two two cars in the top ten today. That would be impressive, and that, that would be a, a, a big pick-me-up and boost for that team. They, they really need a good result today. You know, if not one of their cars, both of their cars would be awesome in the top ten. And I, I know I would like to see it. I know you would like to see it. It's because our buddy Timmy. But, yeah, they, they need a strong run today. They really do. Mm -hmm. and, and they got Dalton Collette out there, and I'm not saying anything bad about Dalton there. But I, I just think with him being it's his, it's his first year. But, again, I, I like I said in that letter, the rookies, man, they, they could have a little better shot this year with that opportunity of no fans, no no – the pressure's still on, but it's not visible. Well, and look at who uh, Dalton's got to lean on for info. You got TK right there. Exactly. I mean, you, you got one of the best guys in the paddock to get uh, knowledge from. Exactly there. So uh, we we moved down, and a team that is very fast here all the time, each and every year here, one of your favorites. Who? ECR. Yep, you got it. That's right. So uh, you look down the line, you see Renus VK having a fantastic, an absolute fantastic wow. run there. Um, that kid's been 
burn it up. <laughs> Absolutely. And then, uh, you know, he kind of took over Carpenter's role here. It, it seemed like maybe Carpenter, I'm not going to say, well, he is. He, I think he's past that prime now. And he's got this young kid in VK that's starting to outdo him on the ovals. And Carpenter's not used to being outdone when he gets in the car on the ovals. Well, you know, and I think, too, a lot that has to deal with it is, you know, with Carpenter being a team owner now and being a three-car team. I mean, he's got a lot on his plate just besides hopping in that car and racing. Right, absolutely. I think I think when, you know, it was just a two-car team, uh, especially when it was, uh, what was it, um, Carpenter, Sarah, the, the Carpenter-Sarah Fisher deal when they were kind of teamed yeah, up together. Yeah, with Newgarden. They had Newgarden, uh, Piggott, I think, was on that team at that point. I believe you're right. But, you know, it just seems like Ed was a little more laxed and all he really had to concentrate on more was driving. That is, it has nothing to do with daddy's money on that. That that's that that statement's completely. <laughs> uh, they, you know, that is uh, um, a, a team I could see doing OK today, but I, I just don't know if if they have overall because Daly's running for them today, too. Correct. Uh, I believe so. So Daly will be under that flag today, and and you can't count him out to have a good run with Cole Pern being behind him. Hey, Cole Pern, man, did did you hear some of the interviews with Cole Pern? Oh yeah, I've been. Oh yeah, about uh, it, it, it's different. This is the first time in a long time that he hasn't had to strategize for a stage, stage race. He's never had to not strategize for a stage yeah. race. He was always in stage racing. That's that's true. That's true. But uh, he's like, you know, so the the game plan changes up here because we're we're running one race. We're not worried about stages, and I think Cole Pern's done a really good job up until this point. Absolutely, I, I think uh, we you look at him and, and no, he's not strategizing for stages, but you could really set the five hundred out in stages if you really wanted to. I mean, you could you you can look at now obviously. Just as a stage race, if you get a late caution in a stage, that's going to throw everything off. But I think you look down the line at a, a strategist, and, and I, we've talked about it here before. You've won the Brickyard 400. You, you've been here. You've done that. And, and this track, I know it's different cars, but man, it's a lot of straight same strategy. Oh, yes, most definitely. I, I, think, I, I think they're going to have a good run today. I think you're going to see Connor up there competing all day absolutely so uh look forward to that i'm trying to think so let's look down at uh, uh carlin now and their drivers we got um i'm drawing a blank here for a moment we got uh obviously santino ferrucci or no that's dale coin so let's look dale coin so dale coin we got santino ferrucci and uh uh i can't ever remember his darn teammate Bear with, is it? It's not Palo, is it? I think you. I, I think it is Palo. Let me double check here. I don't have my uh, app up right now, so I can't see it. Yes, Palo is with Dale Coin there. So okay. you look at that Palo having a fantastic run. Santino. So a young pairing here in this coin operation. They had speed last year. They've shown speed uh, here this year. Ferrucci not showing his his 
hand yet, but he didn't, in all fairness, until the race last year either. So uh, it'd be interesting to see. They are without um, their strategist and chief engineer who is over with Dixon now. So that could definitely hurt them today. Oh, it definitely could. And going and and elaborating on the Dale Coyne deal, Dale Coyne has three cars in the 500 this year because he has some uh, some partnership deals. So you have the team that Ferrucci drives for is Dale Coyne Faster, Sullivan. Right. Then you have the team that Pelot's driving for is Dale Coyne with Team Go. And then you have uh, James Davison. He's driving Dale uh, Dale Coyne with uh, Rick Ware Racing, Bird, and somebody else. Bird and Velarde Auto Racing. Yeah, I mean, he's got a load of owners there. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Coyne, I mean, they're just trying to pull from everybody there because Coyne being a smaller team, that's not a bad idea because he's been here. He's done that. It's kind of like what we saw with uh, Alonzo last year with McLaren. It was kind of like a, a one-off team, but they were still working with that Schmidt-Peterson uh, team then to kind of right. get some inside information, stuff like that. Yep. So, so you look, at, look at those. I mean, who do you think, Polo or Ferrucci? Let's say that. Who do you think finishes above in those two? Um, I mean, if you're going to go by just speeds, Polo's been fast. He's been fast for the most most of the month. Uh, but I'm going to have to go with uh, Ferrucci on this one just because he's got the experience out there. Absolutely. See, and, and I disagree there because Ferrucci's not having a solid sophomore season, I don't think. He, he's kind of trying to find that 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 groove again and maybe it, it takes today to find that this this was, is a bigger oval today this is a bigger oval so it does kind of benefit his style of racing compared to what we've seen in these these smaller ovals and road courses here uh already so i i i could see him having a solid day but i think polo takes the the top of the cake there and we know he's not scared to run it through the grass no he's not <laughs> not one bit but he's not been bit here yet that's the thing. A lot of these guys haven't been snapped here yet. And once they do, that'll wake them up a little bit. Absolutely. So let's look down and uh, Jack Harvey, he's in that Meyer Shank racing team. Do you think he can pull up anything today? I think Jack Harvey will have a solid run. He's um he's had some solid runs and just had bad luck happen. Like uh was it last year in the Grand Prix he was running like Second or third, second or third, yeah. And they come in the first turn, and somebody gets into him and spins him. Yep. But I mean, I, I think Jack Harvey really is a solid driver, and with that Meyer Shank, they're also hooked up with Andretti. Right. So you know they got some good cars. So, th does he win it? No. Does he top fifteen? I can see it. Yeah, I could see where you're going with. It. Yeah, I, I would uh, agree. He's going to have a uh, a pretty decent race here i think uh um then i mean looking down at dryer and reinbold you got two drivers here that have performed in the 500 already you got jr hildebrand that damn near won the thing until he hildebrand it <laughs> yeah i mean you're making a name for yourself right there and then your second driver sage Karam, has has had some good luck here i mean let's be honest he's he's got a, a top 10 under his belt 
And yeah. I think he's been up in front of the field as well. So uh, it, it'd be interesting to see. That could be a dark horse team, if you will, right there. I, I think both of those guys have a shot at a top 10. I hate keep saying everybody's got a shot at top 10. But, I mean, <laughs> looking out there, I think both of those guys, one of them will end up in the top 10. I have to disagree with you on that one because Dreyer and Reinbold has struggled the whole month. I mean, struggled hard. Uh, I know on carb day, Sage kept going back out and coming back in. I mean, the, the car was not good. The car was not staying underneath him. They were they were trying to get a handle on the arrow and just they didn't have a good race package unless they made some changes before today, which they don't know how the car is going to act because they haven't been back on the track. But I just I don't see him or Jr. having a good day today. I could be wrong, but that's just my opinion. Well, then we saved the top dog here for the last. I think the favorite to win it today in that Ganassi team, Scott Dixon. I, I'd say is the absolute favorite to take the win here today, starting second. <laughs> so I think everybody. Uh, is watching Dixon. I think everybody is uh, focused on on what he's doing all race. That engineer in there, absolutely phenomenal. You're 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 firing on all cylinders right now. You're on fire, and I think you are the the one to beat. I think I think Dixon leads the first lap. Yeah, I do too. I I. I... Now, now you got to consider too. Dixon's had some um, oh crap moments here. Oh, I mean, what was it? Uh, was it two three? years ago? Two years ago, I think it was that uh, where he uh, went uh, up and Elio drove under him. Down a turn two, where he hit the wall and the car flipped and everything like that. Yeah, I witnessed. I saw that entire thing that was, happening. I that scared that me. Yeah, crash. I I don't think I've ever been nervous after a crash like I was that one because I mean, that was just terrible to watch. I think every fan in the stands that day was nervous because you know we were, we were in turn three that year. Right. So we didn't see like the debris flying. We didn't know what was going on until we seen on the jumbotron. Right. And I sat there for a minute and I didn't want to say that nobody else, but I really thought that. Oh, we I mean, Dixon that day. He, I mean, he barely missed his head from the hitting yeah. that wall there. I mean, his car just snaps in half. So yeah, just uh, absolute, uh, just very scary wreck there, but. I, I think Dixon's one that he's not going to make those uh, uh, unnecessary moves. He's going to hold back. He's going to get you on the straightaways. He's not going to try to throw it too wide in the turn. I mean, he he knows it. He's seen it happen too many times, and uh, he, he's been here. He wants his second win here. And you know what they call him? The Iceman. The Iceman. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's, and that's a perfect name for him because the man drives – with ice water in his veins. He's calm, cool, collected, doesn't make stupid mistakes. I mean, Dixon right now, I have to say, is better than when he first came into IndyCar. Yeah, I would agree with you 100%. I mean, you look at Dixon five years ago, or the last time he took the the title, what was it, 2018, 2017? And... I mean, he's better than he was then. I mean, he's he keeps getting better. He's like a fine wine. He is aging very well. Oh, like me. <laughs> sure. Exactly. So, uh, oh. 
Look at the other two down the line here, and this is we'll we'll finish this up. We'll get our picks and uh, start off with Erickson, Marcus Erickson, which he's a rookie to Chip Ganassi this year. He's not a rookie in IndyCar, but he's new to the Chip Ganassi team this year. He's he's been pretty solid throughout the month so far. He's been solid throughout the season. He's really found his seat there. I think he's enjoying his time there with Ganassi and teammate Felix. Uh, obviously, Dixon's a, a huge part of that, but I think him and Felix are like they got that buddy aspect going on. I think you can see that uh, he's having fun and enjoying it. And then you sprinkle in a little Dario there mentoring. Right. Him. I mean, getting. You go up and down pit road, I'm going to say that Ganassi has to be the strongest team out there. I would agree with you. Absolutely there. I mean, you look at the two drivers outside of Dixon. Or I mean, Dixon's strong on a road course, but then you got two of the strongest road course drivers in the field behind yep. him with Erickson and uh, uh, Felix. But so we, we go to Felix. He was uh, having a solid run. He was kind of doing a different strategy last year, and he got caught up in that Graham Ray Hall and Bourdais accident there. So do you, do you think Felix outplaces Erickson today? Um, I, I'm going to say this. If, if Marcus has no incidents, nothing holds him up or anything like that, no bad pit stops, I think Marcus outperforms Felix today. Even as, as much as I, Felix is my guy, I just, you know, Felix hasn't shown the speed that Marcus and, and Scott has this month. Yep. So now, now don't me wrong. They're again talking about how a guy just kind of lays back and waits and makes Very his smart. move yeah. and stays clean. You could see Felix there at the end. I mean, you, you never know, but I, I'm going to have to say that Marcus does outperform him today. Right there. So I, I think, um, uh, I, I agree. I think Marcus does have a better day today. He's just been more consistent overall. And, you know, Felix might be feeling that. He got bit last year. I, as bad yep. as I hate to say that, he got bit. So he, oh, he might. Plays in the back of your mind. Right. So, uh, but if you look at the run Felix had at the, the last fast speedway in Texas, he was right there. He was climbing up for the win. He was going to give uh, Scott Dixon a little uh, run for his money. But he had to go around that slow car in Hinch and ends up just kind of making that that sophomore rookie mistake there. Yeah, so, you're exactly right. It it will definitely be interesting. But uh, man, is there there any other news or anything you want to cover here? I think it's that time. It's time for everybody to make the checkers and wreckers picks. Of the Indianapolis 500, we're gonna pick our checker. We're gonna pick a wrecker. Drink the milk today. <laughs> He's gonna drink the milk, orange juice. You think Fittipaldi's gonna give anybody that orange juice? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Well, if they gave him strawberry milk, that's what I'm drinking. Right well, you now. you get a choice between. I don't know if you knew this or not, but you get a choice between buttermilk, whole milk, two percent, or chocolate. Believe it or not. You can do chocolate. Can you imagine drinking chocolate milk after that race? I can't imagine drinking milk. Let alone. No, if I was gonna pick him, I'd probably just go with chocolate. See, I'd go. Chocolate. I just had to go with the the regular old white milk there. Give me a whole milk. I'm pouring a, the first one to start the. I don't remember the name, but he actually chose buttermilk. It was Louis something, I believe. He chose buttermilk as his drink, and that was how that tradition started. 
It Ugh. wasn't early with Ray Rune or anything like that. So uh, kind of a little interesting. Uh, was it Louis Meyer maybe? I, I can't think now. That's might be right. So, uh, yeah, he was the first one to drink, and it was buttermilk. <laughs> he had a, a farm, I guess. And, uh, uh, oh, God, you just got done running a race. You're hot. You're sweaty. I mean, back then was a whole nother level, too. <laughs> Can't imagine that. Oh. All right. I'm out, Tommy boy. All right. So, for my checker pick today, I think – like I said earlier, I mean, he's the favorite. It's hard to go against him today. Got to go with Scott Dixon starting in P2. And that's that's my checker pick as well. Yeah, I mean, it's so hard to go against that guy here today. But uh, we moved to the record pick, and I'm going to stick on the same row here. I'm going to go with Marco. Like I said, top, uh, I think he finishes is is probably a sixth place finish and i think anything out of the top five is a record here today for marco in the month that he's at i i would definitely have to agree with you on that uh my record pick i am gonna take man i don't know this is a hard one um willpower willpower for record i was right there it was louis meyer louis meyer there <laughs> i pulled that one out of the bag it was like 1940 something too i believe <laughs> it's like, it's like drinking ranch. expired ranch. It's like drinking expired. It's sour. It's na- makes me want to gag. Ranch on everything. Ranch. So ranch. <laughs> move to our uh, dark horse pick of the day. And I said it before. Uh, you said you know they haven't found the speed here uh, this this month yet. We we've seen this man almost win the five hundred. I'm going to say J.R. Hildebrand breaks that top 10 today, and he, he has uh, kind of a uh, uh, a run back at it. And, man, I, got, I kind of got that J.R. Hildebrand. Wow. That, that hair going on. J.R. Hildebrand hairstyle. Right? So I'm going to go with J.R. Hildebrand as my dark horse today. That is a dark horse, too. I'm, I'm, I'm going to toss up on my dark horse. I really want to pick one guy, but. If anybody's ever watched this show for any length of time, I'm pretty sure you know who I'm going to pick right now because he's my guy. Fernando There you go. It'd be interesting. I, I would love to see him up there. I think what he finished, like, uh, or no, he, he with his engine damage, he was out in the teens then after on that. But he was up in the, the sixth place, I think, when that, that engine blew. So I, it's going to be exciting. Uh, I would love because we know he's not coming back. This it's hard to say that we will say see Fernando Alonso back in the Indianapolis 500 again. So you'd love to see him not camp up in that uh, camping chair here in turn three. Yep. <laughs> Can you imagine if he did that? It's like no fans. It's like go recreate it here in Indianapolis. Just joke around. I think that would be awesome. <laughs> go put your chair up there and put your feet up. Do it again. Yeah, I can totally see him doing something like that. <laughs> you know, so many people give him a bad rap and stays an asshole or whatever. It's the Indy 500, Daniel. Uh, but he just seems like he's a goofball. He he seems like he yeah. would be really funny to hang around and. I wouldn't and, want to be on the track with him because I could see like a crew member or something like that. He probably wouldn't be the the funnest guy. But off the track and stuff like that, yeah, I could see him being just a goofball. And he can't be worse than Kimmy. <laughs> Kimmy's a partier. I think me and Kimmy get along. I don't know if I can no, party no, that he, hard. 
all about being in the car. And, and, and <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> Give me my gloves. Give me my wheel and my gloves. <laughs> Where's my gloves? <laughs> <laughs> that is still one of the best F1 videos to this day. It really is. <laughs> and then uh, off topic real quick before we go. It, it's it, I know this has nothing to do with the Indy 500 today, but we do have to bring this up. The Williams team has been sold in F1. Yep. Uh, a, a U.S.-based business has bought the Williams F1 team. They're going to keep the name Williams, but, you know, it, it's sad to see that the family doesn't own the team anymore, but it's also a good thing to see because they've been struggling for years. Oh, yeah. And barely getting by. So you see this company come in and buy them, and hopefully that – rejuvenates the Williams team and and get them back to where you know they're a contender right absolutely and and uh Dustin you are correct because I have met that man and he was a complete oh, uh dash hound he's, he's a dick <laughs> yeah exactly he's a wiener dog <laughs> no yeah not not one of the best guys to uh he's very uh very f1 there so uh uh, but, you know, yeah, I do think there will be more F1 races here in uh, America. We will talk about that next I week. Did. We got a, a guest on next week, too, from uh, Circle City Cryogenics. They're going to talk about kind of uh, what they do to race cars in the uh, the freezer world. Kind of an interesting thing there. So uh, tune in next week as we're going to be talking about what happened today in the 500. We're going to be talking a lot of other stuff as there's another race today, and I don't even know why the hell NASCAR is going to try to do this. Yeah, that was dumb on their part. <laughs> so, good luck, NASCAR. And uh, I'd like to see those numbers afterwards on the TV deal. So, hey, everybody, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Frank ain't Tommy dead boy. there, uh, Brad. He's still alive. Tommy boy, what do we do on the Indy 500 race day? We drink! Oh, sorry, no. Yeah, we do that too. <laughs> Drive fast, shift hard, and keep the rubber on the road. Back home again wow. in Indiana. And it seems that I can see the gleaming candlelight still burning bright. Through the sycamores for me, the new mode hay sends all its fragrance from the fields I used to roam. Oh, when I dream about the moonlight on the Wabash, how I long for my Indiana home. Let's go racing, everybody! Woo! <laughs>